Put the gun I down. saw you with the box. What was in the box? Because I envy your normal life. Put the gun down, David. It seems that envy is my son. Oh, what's in the box? Oh, it's finally here. But... Hmm... What's happening, everyone? Another episode of What's on the Box. It's your host, Samurai Slick, bringing in another episode of A Little Something Something. Hope everyone is safe and sanitized in this strange, unprecedented time that we live in at the moment. Um, and yeah, go, go, get, go kick the door down for 2021. That is what you should be doing. Anyway, enough of all that. I finally got myself in front of Mrs. Wonder Woman 1984, and let's start with the sound. So, um, I think in my last video, I I said that Hans Zimmer was in, Hans Zimmer is a composer, for those who don't know, he's a very renowned, I think he's maybe a Grammy or Oscar winner, I don't know, He's, he's like, you know, legendary level of compose, composer for great movies. Uh, and I said he was the composer for Tenet, but he wasn't. It was somebody else. Um, he was meant to get the job and it didn't happen or whatever. But Hans Zimmer is the composer for Wonder Woman 1984 and you can feel it. You can feel his presence, his uh, his range or in, uh, um, in sound and in building this kind of Anticipation, anticipation. <laughs> like fucking Mike Tyson. They're building the anticipation and the the energy and the you know the momentum. Whatever's going on, scene, you can feel it. You can you can when you when you hear it, you can feel it. You know, it, it, it has emotion in his in his uh, composing arts. So flawless, flawless of all of that acting, flawless. Couldn't go wrong with all of that. Jessica Gagodot does her thing. I think she is Wonder Woman. I think like she's she's definitely cornerstoned um, that that character. Um, I mean, of course, Linda Car- Carter is like in in most people's eyes, you know, from generations before. She's the only Wonder Woman. Um, I don't know what the older generation think of the new Wonder Woman. Anyone from older generation, leave a comment what you think of the new Wonder Woman in comparison to the old Wonder Woman. I want to know what you guys think. I to speak to my, my, my mom about it. And she was like, oh, does she twirl and then turn into Wonder Woman? I was like, no, she doesn't do that. She's like, oh, that's not the same. <laughs> she was like, she was so fit. And, you know, she would twirl and use her whip and lasso and this and that. And she was like, oh, if she doesn't twirl, then it's not Wonder Woman. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. I don't know if anybody else shares that sentiment, but I just thought I'd share it with you. But um, yeah, like acting across the board was really good. I thought it was I thought it was nice to to see Pedro Pascal, um, you know, in out of costume <laughs> because I've been watching The Mandalorian season two and he's always in costume. Although the last few episodes of the season, he he did show his face, um, so that was that was different. Uh, whole season, you don't see his face, you hear his voice, and then, yeah, that was good to see. Anyway, um, he plays Max Lord. Um, they bring back Trevor, uh, Trevor, or Steve, Steve, bring back Steve from the first movie. Um, miraculously, I'm not going to get into it, but uh, this movie is very much like Superman two, in the sense that you've got 
without adding too much spoilers into it, you got Wonder Woman who is basically willing to give up her powers to be human and live a life with Steve because that's what it would do. Uh, there's this gem, this rock that they, they find. It kind of reminds me of something that would be uh, attached to Shazam and Black Adam, maybe. Might tie up together, I don't know. But um, but yeah, they, they do give some backstory in, in it. It's, it's one of the artifacts from the gods, according to uh, Diana. And it's like a... It's a, it's a wish stone, and it gives you what you want. You get one wish, but of course, nothing is, you know, you don't, you, there's no free passes. There's always a catch. And with this catch, it's like, it, what does it do? It, it changes, it kind of twists. It's like a bad genie, like, like, a, like, uh, like Jafar as a genie in Aladdin, you know? His wishes, the wishes that you would ask of him were a bit twisted, a bit, you know, dark. It wasn't exactly what you wanted. And that's kind of what, what you get with the stone. You get the, you get your wish, but then you also get a negative with it. They're all different negatives. In Wonder Woman's case, um, she loses her, she begins to lose her power. So, you know, I could sense Superman 2 vibes when I saw that. That's what I it reminded me of that. Um, but yeah, I'd, uh, Cheetah was really cool. That was interesting, like the, the dynamics of her fighting someone with that kind of speed and power and agility. Um, it did pose a, a challenge. I'm not, I don't want to spoil anything. You know what? I'm going to put that in the next part. Let's get to the, the core pieces. Fight scenes are really good. I did I did like uh, some of the set pieces. They were really nice. Shot really well. Um, again, Jessica Gilgamesh, she's in shape. She looks good. She looks really good. Um, the lady who played the cheetah, she did look really, really cool with her outfit. When she lost it and she lost her humanity and turned into full cheetah, that looked really cool as well. Uh, I think it was mainly prosthetics, um, which is definitely way more recommended, I think, these days now, too much CGI just looks like CGI. You have to do a combination, you know? Hollywood, if you're listening, do a combination of prosthetics and CGI. Don't get lazy. Just, you know, we want to see some good shit on, t- on, on, on our screens, okay? We want to see good stuff. Um, so, yeah. Bison are really good. There is, like... I don't think they were as monumental as the first one, but they're still pretty good. All in all, I will give it a 7.5. I believe I would have given the first one about an 8, 8.5 maybe. Um, it just, for me, it just was a bit short in regards to the lack of character development, I think, that they, they added into it. It was like, okay, like all these people are involved in this situation with this genie stone, and that's it. It's all about that, you know? There isn't really much subplots going on. I mean, there's Steve and that story as well, but it's all connected to the stone. So, yeah, I thought that was a bit linear with the story. It was a bit just kind of all focused on that. And even that wasn't, you know, she can't fight that, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a stone. But, um, but yeah, she had her moments, don't get me wrong. I just think the first one was a bit better. I like how they twisted it over because um, rather, than, rather than her being the fish out of water coming from Femascara and coming into the world of man, it's now Steve who's been dead for like 
60 years um, coming into the 80s and, and he's a fish out of water and she's the one teaching him, you know, this is this is a coffee maker, this is a microwave, this is whatever. So I thought that was interesting how they flipped it on his head and she was the one leading him into the future, his future. Um, but yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. I'm not going to say any more about it. Do watch it if you're a fan of DC Comics and Wonder Woman as well. Um, what did you guys think? Are you anticipated for whatever's next? I'm not sure what it is. I think Cyborg Flash or something. Uh, let me know. Stay safe. Stay sanitized. And uh, yeah, kick 2021 in the face. Straight. Peace. All right. Straight up spoilers over here. What's going on, everyone? Um, yeah, there's the spoiler piece. So, spoilers ahead. Um, right. So, spoiler-wise, let's talk about Steve. So, Steve... Oh. We'll talk about the plot first. So, the plot is based around this stone. Um, and this stone will grant you one wish, but it will also take something from you. So, with Diana... I mean, all the people, well, most of the people who make the wishes, they didn't even realize they could. So Diana made a wish and it was to bring back uh, Steve. But in doing so, it wasn't actually Steve. It was like his soul had inhabited another body, another person, Tom or someone like that. So when she first sees him, she's like, huh, who are you? And then he begins to drop some knowledge about some, you know, time that they shared. And she was like, whoa. So that's the mystery of Steve. All right, so plot-wise, right? The whole kind of concept is based around the Dreamstone, which is this ancient artifact, which is from whenever. I think the gods made it or something, or some somebody, some kind of god made it. And it grants you a wish, but it also takes something in return because, let's face it, nobody ever gets a free pass, do they? in movies so yeah that's what the main thing is about you've got uh, Pedro Pascal playing playing uh, Maxwell Maxwell Lord or Max Maxwell Max Lord uh, I think that's how, that's how they call him and he's like this uh, I'm not exactly sure what he does but he's like a businessman and he find steals the stone and begins to get all these get all these wishes from people i didn't really understand what the the point of all of that was because he was like some kind of genie going around to these you know big um world leaders and asking them to give him their wish and they would and he would grant it obviously because that he became the wish stone he 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 wanted that power like the midas touch i suppose and that was his power so he could now grant wishes out like a genie but to what ends it never really went to anything like i didn't get it like if anything it was killing him you know and it still didn't seem like his business was going anywhere or he was making any money just going around giving wishes i mean i think he probably had money ah that was it he i think he was able to get fun uh get uh whatever he needed from these leaders i'll give you a wish you give me this favor for favor eye for an eye kind of thing but I didn't really understand what his motivations was. Like, he was getting all these wishes to people for what? Like, I, I, yeah, I didn't get that part. Not at all. 
One thing that I thought was a bit silly was um, ooh, was the fact that um, Wonder Woman finds the the armor of Astoria, which is this ancient kind of uh, like a legend, legendary um, Asteria. Sorry, legendary uh, Amazonian princess who wore this armor to. to hold off like a hundred Spartans or whatever and um I guess I'll get to that point afterwards but oh who that person is Mm -hmm. but they're just you know some badass basically and she finds she finds her armor or she she does explain that she finds her armor you may have seen the clips with her the gold armor she finds the armor and she's just blocking these shots from the cheater like she's not using the armor to anything for anything offensive, yeah, offensive, just blocking these shots. I thought that was, that was really dumb. <laughs> that fighting didn't really make sense. It was just like, okay, I've got this armor and it's for this purpose. Okay, just come and just start wailing at me and I'll just defend it because the armor is so strong, which eventually it did get torn down. But yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> that didn't make sense. But yeah, the fighting was, was cool after that. But that one point... One moment there just kind of took me out of it. It was like, what? Yeah, dumb. So, the legendary Asteria, right, is this well-known kind of folk, almost like a myth or, or of some kind, like Achilles or Hercules or something. And she held off like all these guys, all these uh, Spartans back in the war when they were. I don't know, battling about land or something, or sheep or goats, or something, I don't know, something. Anyway, at the end of the movie, this is full spoilers, by the way, so you've been warned if, if you don't want to hear this part. At the end of the movie, they obviously they have the post-cutscene uh, part, and you see a woman walking with a blue robe, long black hair, walking, uh, strutting, with full confidence, which looks like Diana from behind. And then this person saves this kid like it's nothing, like a, a pillar or a street sign was going to fall, and she just held it up like it was nothing and carried on about her business. And, you know, the mother of the, the person, uh, the mother of the, the kid who she saved ran after her and said, oh, lady, like, thank you, and turned around, and it's Linda Carter. Linda Carter. The original Wonder Woman is in this movie. And she looks so good. She looks good. <laughs> she she doesn't look too plastic either. I don't know what she's doing, but she looks natural. Really, really good. So I don't know if they're gonna end up tag teaming in the next in the next movie or something, but um, you know, her armor is is there, it's beat up, but it's there. So there's a whole lot of story that they can go in with her. You know, maybe she can give um give Wonder Woman, give Diana some insight into some new powers or, or new techniques. So there might be some mentorship along the horizon eventually with that. So, um, so yeah, look forward to that.